Lynn Hiles Ministries presents Dr. Lynn Hiles That You Might Have Life. And here's your host, Dr. Lynn Hiles. Thank you for joining us again today on this very, very special uh, Thanksgiving week uh, program. We are going to step out of our regularly uh, series that we've been teaching regularly on the book of Revelation uh, just to kind of spend a little time with you uh, for this Thanksgiving holiday. And we want to say, first of all, from my team and the ministry team at Linhouse Ministries and that you might have life, a very happy Thanksgiving to you today as you enjoy uh, your family and your friends this weekend. Uh, I have not had on the program with me for some time any guests because I've been teaching this series on the book of Revelation, but for uh, this particular Thanksgiving special, I've invited uh, uh, a special guest that you've seen a little bit, uh, but uh, he is my oldest son, uh, Jeremy, who is the pastor of Word That Frees in Winchester, Virginia, and um, uh, there will be information on the screen as to how to contact him and where they're located in Winchester, Virginia. But if you live in the Winchester, Virginia area, you owe to yourself to go by their church and, uh, and just hear him preach and teach the Word of God as they've planted a church in that region. Once again, we want to say to you, Happy Thanksgiving as you enjoy this weekend with friends and family. One of the themes that I wanted to uh, deal with, especially since this is the Thanksgiving week, is the power of a thankful heart. You know, so many times I think we forget, as the old songwriter said, to count our many blessings and to name them one by one. And sometimes I think we, uh, our focus, you know, I've said many times, uh, we, we take for granted, I think, some of the incredible blessings that we have in this country and uh, probably even in our own houses and among our families and some of the stuff that's right under our noses that are the everyday, um, how can I say it, uh, everyday tremendous blessings of God that we share. Uh, I wanted to take a text, first of all, from Psalm 77, but uh, before I do, I want to say uh, welcome to my son Jeremy, who is on the program today, and uh, he's going to be sharing a good bit too while we're on uh, the program today. So uh, it's good to have you on the program, Jeremy. Good to be back on. <laughs> I want to read this scripture for, from the book of Psalms, and this is verse uh, Psalm 77. This is the chief musician to Jaduthan. It's a psalm of Asaph. Asaph was the worship leader. He was the chief musician under David. And uh, when he starts out this psalm, he is really singing the blues. Now, I, I got to tell you, if your worship leader is singing the blues, it's probably not going to be a real thankful worship service. But nevertheless, one of the things that we need to realize is that even as Asaph would lead them into the heights of the crescendos of worship, and I believe he was the one that sounded the cymbals, and it would be that, that incredible uh, crescendo of, uh, of height of worship and praise. There are moments when we walk through things and, uh, uh, you know, sometimes the everyday mundane troubles of the day sometimes overshadow the blessings of God in our lives. And this is kind of the case with, with Asaph because he starts out by saying this, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. I want you to notice, first of all, the personal pronouns. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord, and my soul ran in the night, and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained 
and my spirit was overwhelmed, Selah, which means stop and think about that for a moment. I think one of the, 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 the uh, uh, most powerful things, Jeremy, that we can, uh, we, can, we, can, we can look at is, especially during this Thanksgiving season, is we can either set our hearts with complaint, and sometimes, you know, I think to myself, you know, a, a trial in America it's when one of our three cars isn't running right, or you know, or my air conditioner's on the fritz. I mean, it, you know, it's all relevant to where we're at. When other people around the globe would love to have just you know what we've had, and we can so, sometimes sit around and complain about our families or what we do or don't have. But here's what Asaph said. He said, "I complained until my spirit overwhelmed me." And one of the things that I think the Scripture warns about First Corinthians chapter ten is it tells us that we don't fall after the same example of their unbelief because they murmured. And when they murmured, you know, what happens is murmuring creates an environment. You know, and when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, it created an environment for snakes to operate. But when we praise and worship, it creates an environment for God to show up. So if complaint and murmuring created an environment, you know, because they complained, serpents came among them. So complaint, belly aching, unthankfulness creates an atmosphere for snakes to operate. Uh, then praise and thanksgiving and worship creates an environment for God to begin to move in our lives. So he said, I remember God was troubled. I complained my spirit was overwhelmed. He said, Thou holdest mine eyes walking. I'm so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I recall to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with my own heart. That's one of the problems. He communed with his own heart. And my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? Will he be gracious and favorable no more? Is his mercy clean gone forever? Doth his promise fail forevermore? This guy's in bad shape here. You know, when you start to think, has God forgotten to be gracious? Uh, you know, has he in his tender mercies shut up his, you know, in his anger shut up his tender mercies? Does his promise fail? I mean, you know, that's really quite an indictment, you know, on him. He says, has God forgotten to be gracious? Uh, has he, you know, one of the problems again is we don't have a new covenant paradigm. Mm-hmm. We think God's anger and he shut up his mercies. But uh, in the new covenant, uh, God has not shut up his his anger nor his uh, tender mercy. I mean, God is no, not angry. He satisfied all of his mm-hmm. wrath on Jesus. Uh, verse 10 is where it turns. I want you to see this. And then he said, I said, this is my infirmity. In other words, I'm going to take personal responsibility for this downward spiral because it started with my complaint, my trouble, my pain, my sore, my song. You know, it's all about me, 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 me. And sometimes I think when it's all about me, it's really, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, we've centered ourselves on the wrong person yep. rather than the Lord. Yep. But he said, I said, this is my infirmity. But I will remember, I'm going to, in other words, I'm going to purposely make a change to remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. I'm going to talk about the goodness of God. I'm going to give God some audible praise. That's why this is a, th- a season of thanksgiving. Uh, and so he says, uh, you know, uh, I will meditate also of thy work. Talk of thy doings. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great of a God is our God. Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. Selah. The waters saw thee, O God. 
the waters saw they, they were afraid, the depths also were troubled. The clouds poured out water, the skies sent out a sound. Thine arrows also went abroad. The voice of thy thunder was in the heavens, the lightnings light of the world. The earth shook and trembled and shook thy ways in the sea, and thy path in the great waters, and thy footsteps are not known. Thou lettest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. I think one of the key things as he begins to shift from my trouble, my pain, my problem. He says, but what I'm going to do is visibly and, and, and purposely go back and remember some stuff that God's done in my life. And what he does, he says, I'm going to remember the years of the right hand. When I think about the right hand, I think about the arm and hammer bacon soda box where God rolls up his sleeve and says, I'm going to show you my strength and my power. And he is comparing that to the wilderness journey and all that he did. But one of the things that he said, then all of a sudden, man, he, he sees God in the storm. He sees God in the raging waves of the sea. He sees that it is God in every area. And what he realizes is that even when we are walking through some things, when you walk through the fire, I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, you, know, uh, uh, it, it, you know, you shall not be burned and the smell of fire will not be upon you because what happens in the midst of this season is God works all things together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Not that God originates the problems, but in the midst of it, our thankfulness and our praise can turn the situation. Jump in there and, uh, you know, and even, just share a little bit. Even when you talk about, and I know you've, you've taught some of this probably here in the last couple of months even, that word repentance. Uh, the word repentance means to change your mind or change your focus. And, uh, you know, one of the things that is easy to do is that when things are not always going the way we think they ought to go is to go, wow, you know, the, the, you, our first thought a lot of times, especially if you've not uh, really been gripped by the grace of God and love of God, sometimes it's to go, well, I must have done something that God's mad about. You mm -hmm. know, maybe I'm in this situation because uh, you know, I, I was rebellious to God or I fell into sin or whatever it was. And we, we, we look at it from that perspective and then we, we start accepting it. We go, well, this is God's wrath upon me or this is God's judgment upon me. Or if you've been gripped by grace and you, then you go, well, you know, maybe this, this whole grace thing isn't true because I thought God was, uh, you know, we had favor and I thought God was for us, not against us. And, and we can, it's easy to get what, when we forget about the goodness of God, it's easy to go down a path where then all of a sudden you start and like uh, ASAP here, you start in this downward spiral where you start going, you start questioning everything and you start your whole thing, every, you start focusing on all the stuff that's not happening in mm -hmm. your life and start focusing on all the bad and the more, and where you put your focus is what uh, will affect your way of thinking. If what you, if you start focusing on all the bad things that are not going right or all the stuff that's not happening in your life, all of a sudden you're, you'll, you'll end up like this guy where you're going, man, uh, did, did God forget to be gracious? Did he mm -hmm. forget, you know, did as, he forget? His anger shoved his tender mercy. Uh, well, you know, well, me and my wife, uh, me and my wife, we, we do these, you know, we, uh, what's nice when you have a partner in life, you know, especially somebody that is uh, uh, on the same page as you are and, and has the same beliefs and has your back, so to speak. Uh, we have, there's been times in, in both of our lives where uh, it looked bad, the situation looked bad. And, it, you know, the nice thing is about having two people in a house is that where one of us starts focusing like ASAP, the other one starts reminding the other, well, remember when this situation came or remember when this happened and God was gracious at that moment, you know, and, and it begins to shift our focus. And we've always begun to remind each other of the times where, 
there was a bad situation, but how we came out of mm -hmm. it and how God was working in the background. Because sometimes we're, you know, there are things that happen in life because uh, just things happen in life, yeah. you know, uh, not necessarily because of the choices we made, but sometimes because of the choices other people have made. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the, the good thing is, is that even though uh, sometimes th there are bad choices in life, God is still always for us. Uh, me and my uh, me and my brother Jason were going we're just riding in the car yesterday and we were having a conversation about uh, you know how God would have us mature you know and, and you go well maybe sometimes you know I think that God does allow us to make decisions sometimes either both right and wrong mm -hmm. uh, to see how we would do it yeah you know uh, as I part remember, of your development as part of our development yeah. when growing up even in, in in just our natural house uh, there were times where you allowed us to make decisions that weren't always the best decisions so that we could learn from it. It wasn't that you were being mean because you were you were always there to catch us before we really fell and hit bottom. Mm -hmm. But it was part of our development to say, okay, you know what, you're, I, I'm going to allow you to make some decisions because that is part of your growing up. And I want you wanted us to become good adults and, and, and prosperous members of society and different things like that. Yep. And so you would allow us to make choices. Even sometimes you would speak to us and say, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily the direction or the decision I would make, but you're a big boy or you're at, mm -hmm. at your decision. And you would allow us to make the decisions and you would watch and you would, you know, if it, if it ended up being a good decision, you would tell us and say, you know what, I, you know, that was, a that was a good decision, that was smart thinking on your part, I didn't see it from that perspective. Or if we fell, you would, you would be there to catch it before it really went bad and say, you know what, this is why I, I was trying to tell you, this is why I've seen this before, I've seen people do this before, I've seen this kind of situation, you would catch us. But it was part of our development, even growing up, to go, you know what, I learned from that. Yep. You know, and I think that sometimes even with God, he allows us to make these decisions. But where, what we do is that when the decision starts to go bad, we start blaming God rather than be thankful that he's there to not let it go bad. Mm -hmm. You know, the scripture always says, uh, one of the things we always quote is that all things work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose, that all things work together. You know, so even at times where we might make the wrong decision as part of our maturity in Christ and Christ mat maturing as sons of God. God is there to, you know, to catch us and where we need to be thankful is to go, is to remember, hey, I could have really, this could have really been bad. Or yep. this could have really gone against me. But man, God has always been faithful to change the situation and always been faithful. Uh, I've gotten to a place in my life where uh, even when things are not looking like I want them to look, I still walk around with a smile on my face because I know you, this isn't the end of the story. This isn't the end of how it ends because I know, I know how God works. I know that He's always there for me. You know, one of the things uh, that Paul writes in Romans, he says, you know, they they, for, they they saw God, they knew Him in His goodness, but they forgot to be thankful, mm -hmm. and, and they forgot about Him, and they started worshiping the creation more than the creator. You know, in other words, what Paul was saying is they. They, they left off being thankful and, Think about that. and, and started powerful. complaining more about God than yep. they did be thankful for what he was doing. Yeah. I mean, here was God who brought them into a land, a promised land, flowing with milk and honey, that uh, he was for them and not against them, was, uh, would cause them to be victorious against their enemies. And rather than be thankful for that God, they started turning to the gods of the people that they were even, that they were even fighting against and saw 
defeat from. You mm -hmm. know, what I mean, they yeah. would look at these, they would see these guys that are worshiping fish heads or whatever, you know, and go yeah. and, and and see them defeat it. But then, in the same same token, turn around and worship their God rather than the God that made them victorious. Mm -hmm. And so they stopped being thankful. And Paul said, you know, this is one of the reasons why God began to turn against us is because we forgot to be thankful. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes even in our culture, we are so blessed at times that we forget to be thankful for what we have. We forget to turn and remember that the reason we are where we are is because it was God that did this all yeah, along. You know, even the blessings of our country, and I know, you know, one of the Christian cliches all the time is that this was a country built upon God, you know, but sometimes we say that as a cliche rather than stopping in sila or stopping mm -hmm. to think about it. Mm -hmm. That this really was the reason we live in such a country where the blessings of God are upon this country, where people, you know, most of the people in this world really are blessed more than any place else in the world. Absolutely. You know, like you just said, a bad day in America is a good day in most places. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, and we forget that the reason that is is because when this country was set up, it was set up upon a focus upon God, that we were going to put God first, that it was one nation under him and different things like that. And when we begin to turn and remember that, you know, even, you know, it's easy, in other words, what I'm saying is, it's easy for us to turn and look at the bad things that are happening in this country and go, well, you know, it's because people have been rebellious to God, we've forgotten this, and, you know, that's some of our, our religious mentality to want to judge and, and, and be mad at somebody when it's not going our way, mm -hmm. rather than as people of God begin to remember uh, who we are, mm -hmm. where we are, and what God has done for us, mm -hmm. you know, and that it, this was a country established upon him, and that even if, if ungodly people forget that, because that's what ungodly people do, they don't, they, they don't, they don't have a retained God in their mind, yeah. Yeah. but for us that are the sons of God, then it, it's, not, it's not their job to remember, it's our job to remember. Mm -hmm whence we've come from and who we serve and that God always does have us and that if we are living here then God has he's got his hand upon it and he can able, he's able to turn every situation yep. and change the minds of people the more we begin to stand up and begin to reflect him in that light we begin to be thankful that man I do live in a good country yeah yeah there might be some bad stuff but this is still a good yep. place to live this is still a good nation to be a part of this is still uh, there's still a freedom here to begin to worship and proclaim the goodness of God yep. in the land of the living you know and, and and when we begin to do that when we begin to in other words repent change our mind change our focus about how we're going to respond to situation then what happens is instead of seeing a downward spiral like Asaph, we begin to remember the goodness of God and mm -hmm. we start to see the blessings of God all around Absolutely. us. It changes our focus. Yeah. I, I was thinking while you were saying that too, you know, sometimes we think about when things go, uh, are, are not going like we think they should. You know, I was thinking about sometimes my, in the last several months, my perception a lot of times of how I thought about love is different a little bit. So sometimes we think love is always gooey and, mm -hmm. and all that, but sometimes love, like you said, is not stepping in to bail you out. Yeah. Uh, and there are probably people today that are watching the program and their families are on total disarray and, and things not going good. Maybe have perhaps kids that are struggling with substance abuse or something like that. And sometimes, it, uh, you know, it seems like, like, you know, when you stop enabling them, mm -hmm. 
it looks like cruel and unusual punishment. And sometimes I think about God that way too. Sometimes when he stops enabling us to keep on going the way we're going, yep. not because he's angry with us, but because it's, it's to bring about repentance. In other, words, in other words, if things aren't working out the way they should, maybe it's God trying to say, hey, you know, if you keep doing the same thing, get the same result, maybe it's time to change what you're doing. Yeah. And so, you know, God's stepping into people's lives to bring them up out of these storms and up out of these, uh, you know, situations. Yeah. Because like I said, sometimes it's love when you don't bail that child out. Yeah. Whether it's even out of jail sometimes, because sometimes it saves their lives. Lives. And we don't see the love of God sometimes that way. You know, one of the scriptures that the Lord has really quickened in my spirit in the last several weeks, and I thought it was so powerful, but Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 27, uh, you know, this is where the children of Israel have come up out of Egypt, and they're getting ready to go into the promised land, and uh, which Asa was actually talking about too. But, uh, you know, they, the spies had come and given the evil report and said that we can't take the land. But he said, um, this is verse 26 of Deuteronomy. So it says, Deuteronomy 1, 26, Notwithstanding, you would not go up, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God. And you murmured in your tents. And it says, Because the Lord hated us, he brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. I think that is probably the verse that Hebrews 3 is talking about when he said they did always err in their hearts. Mm -hmm. The error that was in their hearts is they thought the Lord our God hated us. Yeah. And see, sometimes we think the Lord hates us when it's really his love adjusting us. And so, you know, I've got to thinking, you know, they're getting five, six miracles every day. They're getting a cloud by day, pillar of fire by night, a rock follows them with water gushing out of it. You got manna that the angels deliver every morning. The Red Sea has opened up uh, miraculously. Uh, you know, I mean, just one miracle after the other, you would think it would dawn on these people, hey, God doesn't hate us, He's for us. Yep. But how many times do we get thinking that because maybe something, you know, that is our own way or our own idea isn't working. Maybe it's God trying to adjust us yeah. uh, and, and bring about some change in our lives. And, you know, there's probably somebody watching today and you, they've struggled with something in their lives and they're, they're going through something. Maybe it's not God hating you. Maybe it's God's love saying, hey, it's time for some changes. Yeah. You know, and I, and I believe that's what brings the change. And then what, if you just go back like they did, instead of looking at the Lord our God hates us, and just remember the miracles yeah. and be thankful for them, it'll sure shift your thinking. Well, you know, sometimes too, it's like I said, it's not just the decisions we make, it's the decisions other people make. Exactly. That cause issues in our life. And one of the things we, we do as we go, because uh, we've grown up in this religious culture that's always quick to to call down fire from heaven. Yeah. You know, and so we look and go, well, you know, we, we read scriptures like in uh, Psalms where he said, you know, uh, uh, my enemies surround me, but you know God is, you know, God will destroy all my enemies, and you know, and we we're always waiting on, well, this guy did me wrong, so I'm waiting on, God, you know, God, you know, that God's got to get him, and God needs to do this, and and we're looking for God to be poor judgment upon other people, but we forget, uh, you know, that these guys are, that that people are God's sons as well, even if sometimes they don't always know it yet, and that sometimes in what looks like is somebody's not get you know I, it looks like I'm getting the short end of the stick and somebody else is being blessed or or they're you know this guy who's wrong you know <laughs> that we consider evil uh, seems to be getting away with it and we're ready for, we're waiting on the judgment that never seems to come but what we fail to realize is that maybe uh, the decisions they're making and the reason why God isn't uh, destroying them in their wrath so to speak is more of God is allowing them to come to a understanding. 
of their identity as sons too. And sometimes, you know, what we need to understand is again, we're in a situation where we can either be thankful and we can show forth the nature of God, show forth the nature of Christ. You know, when Jesus, if you talk about bad situations, here's Jesus who's about to be crucified. I mean, they're beating him. Uh, he's, he's ripped to pieces and they're going to nail him to a cross. But his words are, Father, forgive them for they know not what mm -hmm. they do. Uh, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes we think that we're, because we grew up, we grow up around a culture that's always about judgment and wrath and waiting for God to be angry with somebody. We forget the nature of God is really love. Mm -hmm. And that where we begin to change again, change our mind, change how we interact with situations instead of waiting for the judgment of God to fall in a situation, begin to seek the Lord and say, God, what is it that, what is it that you want me in this situation that can change even the, the, the flow of how this is all turns out? Yeah. Uh, you know, rather than, you know, I'm, I'm, I Sometimes that can be as simple, forgiving somebody yeah. else. You know, even especially on this Thanksgiving day, yeah. uh, it may be as simple as picking up that telephone and calling a yeah. parent or a son or a daughter and saying, you know, uh, you, you know, I, I forgive you or, or asking for forgiveness for them because yeah. we can sit there and complain about they're not here or they never want to be a part or, and we can sit there and complain about it, let another year go by or we could turn. Yeah. and let the Lord step into the situation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Bishop Jamie Englehart, who was here at our conference, one of the things he said, you know, he was, he had read a book and he said, you know, I've been, uh, he said, I was talking to some people about forgiveness and he said, you know, it was a father and a son I hadn't spoke to each other for a long time. And he said, the one, the son decided, or the father had been waiting for the son to kind of, the son to kind of made some bad decisions and this and that. And so the father said, you know, well, I wasn't going to call him. They hadn't talked to each other in years because he's waiting for the son to realize his mistakes and call him and apologize for it. And then finally the father said, you know what, this is my son. I want to have a relationship with him. If nothing else, I'm going to call and, and, and just uh, apologize to him and tell him I love him. And it said when he did that, that whole situation changed and the reconciliation that came between that father and son, uh, you know, and even just changing that the, the son was staying in the situation just simply because he was angry at the father for not, you know, uh, for not oh. calling him, you know, and so. Uh, <laughs> it's a Mexican standoff, yeah, so to speak, you know. You so know sometimes or... we hold off on apologizing or calling and just telling, you know, somebody we love them or, or whatever because we're, we think we need to be right all the time. And sometimes it's not about being right. It's about That's love. Right. See, love is what changes everything. You know, uh, if we were, if it was about being right, uh, God wouldn't, Jesus wouldn't have had to go to the cross. Yeah. Uh, but it was about love, and so He did because He loved us enough to reconcile. He, he the was the one that was wronged, and yet He, yeah. you know, He was the one that forgave. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so when we begin to respond like Jesus did, and we begin to think like that, and we change our mind, and we begin to be thankful for the things that we do have rather than the things that we don't. It begins to change everything yep. in our lives. Yep. We're about to run out of time, man. That went really quick. But man, take a moment to call somebody uh, that, that you'd like to restore some stuff with. Be thankful. These are great days to be thankful. Uh, somebody standing by to take your call if you'd like to sow something into the ministry and help us to keep the gospel on the air. We certainly would deeply appreciate that. It's your partnership that helps us, enables us to take the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel is love and grace around the world. Happy Thanksgiving to you. God bless you. For anyone struggling to understand John's writings in Revelation, 
This book provides true, biblically-based answers. Through detailed insights into the letters John wrote to the seven churches of his day, you will learn how to avoid the mistakes of the early church to overcome today's trials and tribulations. This book will provoke you to thought and dialogue, bringing greater clarity and revelation of Jesus Christ.